everybody. It's Manny Garavito. Welcome to another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast, where we go live with the Miami comedy community to talk about topics, particularly in Miami. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the messy mania. That's right. Messi has finally moved into Miami to be a part of the Inter-Miami CF soccer team. A lot of Miamians are jumping on the bandwagon, and we're here to talk about it. Here we go. The Miami Comedy Podcast has started. Shout out. Shout out to all the people on Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter uh, that's tuning in. Oh, don't forget, uh, uh, also, uh, my mother who's in the other room listening, my number one fan. <laughs> uh, this episode is dedicated to our thriving soccer community. Now, because Messi has joined the Inter-Miami CF, everybody on social media is all up in arms, acting like they've been fans of the Miami soccer team since day one. Now, David Beckham was the one that started it and brought it here, right? And then there were talks about maybe even buying a park, or rather a, 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 a soccer stadium, for our team to play home games. And surely enough, golfers got... Uh, Lost their, uh, I forget where, but there's a golf park somewhere in North Miami that got shut down because of these developers that brought in this soccer stadium. Now, you know the Miami housing is in, is in deep shit when even golfers are getting gentrified. I'm here talking to the people in the chat. They're all saying that eventually the housing is going to get so bad, we're all going to be moving to the Everglades and Homestead. But hey, that's not, that might not be a bad thing because if your house sinks underwater because of the soft mud, there's an insurance claim, and then the Miami insurance fraud continues. We stay strong with our traditions. Uh, but now that Miami uh, is uh, now in the news, in especially in such an amazing sport like soccer. I, I was brought up in soccer. My dad brought me up on soccer. I wasn't a good soccer player, but I played it. All right, I kicked the ball around. I made a couple of goals uh, when a five-year-old was guarding the goal, okay? I kicked it through his legs. Sure, he got mad at me, but, you know, that's how kids are. You got to win, and you got to learn to lose. <laughs> and surely enough, I was more on the losing side than winning when it came to soccer, but I kept on with the South American tradition of being a kid growing up playing the sport. So I, there's a side of me that actually really enjoys it. And, uh, you know, my dad, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Pops. Uh, when we were watching the, the World Cups, uh, I remember this one time Colombia, Brazil were playing and, uh, you know, the, the superstar at the time was James and we made this great barbecue and I just fell in love with the sport all over again. You know, it's a great sport. And I never would have thought Miami would make headlines for uh, soccer. And then Messi came around and Messi, you know, Messi's just pulling up, man. That guy is going to, uh, you know, he's, I think he's like walking into Publix's now in public. Uh, he's taking photos with his family in Miami places. And speaking of photos, shout out to Messi for having such such bad posture when he takes photos with someone other than his wife. I mean, that is a dedicated man to make sure the public knows that he's not interested with the model that's standing next to him. And I don't know if you guys saw this. I don't know if you guys saw this, but like right there's a photo of him like with some models, and then he does this thing where he's like. Like a hunt, like he his back is hunched, and he's looking at the camera all awkwardly, like, eh, eh, look at me looking weird next to this model. And the model doesn't know what to do, right? The model's like putting his her arm around him, like, 
oh my God, this is the number one soccer player, and, and is this his posture? Jesus Christ, I better stand up straight and balance this photo out. And from now on, because of the, the, the I would say the confidence <laughs> that Messi had to look awkward next to models, now I feel... Like, whenever I pose anywhere in Miami, if I ever have a, a photo that I have bad posture in, I could just say I'm doing the messy effect. Right? If you stand next to a rooster in Little Havana, oh, what's up with your posture? Oh, I'm, I'm just a fan of messy. This is how messy does it. You know how people throw the peace sign? Right? West Coast. Right? The little heart, the little Asians doing the hearts. In Miami, we do bad posturing to let them know we messy fans. All right? I think we should pick that up in our culture because Miami is about to go through a major uh, culture shock now that we have an Argentinian, you know, being like one of the big representations of the Latin community. And I love Argentinians. You know, a lot of people say that, you know, they, they've, they've got personalities that are very, like, snobby. Man, I've been to an Argentinian steakhouse multiple times. They have the best steakhouses in Miami. And they are delicious. They serve you a bunch of food. But the thing is, you better tip right. So, like, I don't know if you guys have ever been to The Knife. It's an Argentinian steakhouse, kind of like buffet style. And every time, and you know, every time you go out, you got this big salad bar. And you can get anything but the meat there, right? You get your rice. You get your beans. You get your salads. You get your veggies. You get whatever you want. But then, like, once you want to start, start heading over to the protein, you got all these guys cooking these steaks and meats in, in, the, in the most premium way, right? They're just tossing them around. And then as you walk up to them, they look you right in the eye, and they have this big bowl of money that you just got to put more money on top of what you paid. And it makes sense because I knew something was up the first time I went to the knife, and it's like, this is a steak buffet, and the lunch is $27? Why? And then I was like, oh, you got to keep – you got to bring in that cash so that when you go up, every time you go up, Give me a good piece of steak. You throw in an extra five or ten. You go back. You eat that with your salad bar servings. And then when you want more, you just keep tossing another five or ten in there. Next thing you know, you're getting the best cuts in the house of the house. So shout out to Argentinians for running some of the best steakhouses in Miami. You can't beat it. Now, as a Colombian, I go eat meat at a Colombian restaurant. Sure, it's great. Baneja paisa. All right. I don't get it with the ground beef. No, I get it with the steak. Okay? You ever try bandeja paisa and you do it with the ground beef? That's not Colombian style. All right? That's for the people that need their food masticated before they swallow it. <laughs> All right? So, uh, shout out to the Argentinians of Miami. You are being represented in a way that is, uh, that's, you know, pretty amazing. But the thing is, you know, it's going to be a little awkward. So, and I'll tell you why it's going to be awkward. So I really believe that the World Cup is going to come to Miami. And I believe that we're, we're going to win it. All right? And we're going to have lots of people from all over the world coming into Miami. And they're going to also experience the culture. We're both going to experience the culture shock at the same time as something like soccer comes into our city. Because Miami isn't... Miami likes to call itself culture. Look, I love Miami to death, all right? But what I'm about to say, it, it comes from my heart as something very true. Miami claims to be cultural, but it's not that cultural. Anything that's not what Miami is used to, you know, that's an opponent. Straight out, the, the ops. You know what I mean? It's like, like gang members. 
Where are you from? Europe. Oh my God. We started looking at we started looking at people from from that are not Latino. <laughs> In a very stereotypical way, we start sizing them up like, Ugh. where are you from? I can't put, where are you from, man? Crete, what the hell is that? <laughs> so now that, uh, you know, Miami is making headlines in a sport like soccer, we're going to be getting like a bunch of people from all over the world coming to see the World Cup if it does come to Miami. And imagine a scenario where it was it would be both the two the two players playing are both um, uh, Latino, right? So let's say like Colombia, you know, let's say Colombia versus Brazil occurs in the World Cup, and they start playing in the stadium. It's now now you're dividing the Miami community in a, in a very particular way, where <laughs> it's like well. I'm Colombian. My boy's Argentinian. So now I don't want to I don't want to sit next to him during during the game. He's got to sit way over there and start cheering for cheering for the team away from me. Because some, you know, Latinos take soccer matches very seriously, especially during the World Cup. If two Latino teams are playing in the World Cup and it's in Miami, it's like a mini World War 3 happening in our city where it's like the two Latinos are just divided. You could have grown up, you could have been best friends, but if you guys are rooting for the wrong team, that friendship is over for the time being. And even worse, if God forbid, you know, you're, you're split off in your family from two different cultures, let's say like, you know, your father's side is Colombian and your mother's side is Ecuadorian, and then they end up in the World Cup, that's, that's, that's grounds for a divorce right there. Your family is going to be torn from the inside out during a World Cup match. <laughs> oh, my God. Manny, you look stressed out. What's going on, man? We are in game three, and it's 2-1. <sighs> it's not working out at home, man. I, can, I, can I stay at your place? <laughs> oh, man. All right. At least the world is going to know what a good uh, cup of coffee is. At least that, you know. But the cultural impact of uh, the World Cup coming into Miami, especially now that we have, like, a buzzing soccer team is just going to be very immense. I mean, you know, more power more power to soccer, man. I mean, soccer, I believe, is one of those sports that really uh, globalizes the world, and we realize, you know, how different and similar we are through a sport. And the fact that they play it all over the world, I think this is one of the most prominent sports that we have. You know, as, as a human race, the fact that we can kick a ball around and then start talking shit about another culture and then they talk shit about us and it's just one big happy world. We are the world. I love it. It's going over here in the chat. Uh, trust me, I moved out of Miami, born and raised. People don't think about Miami. Yeah, I know, but we don't care about them. We're out here thinking about us and how amazing we are. That's all we need. All right. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, soccer and coffee are two of the most prominent things that we have as a human race. And now that we have the best soccer team and the best coffee, I don't, I don't know what's, what's going to happen. 
I don't know what's going to happen now and how the world will be looking at our little city. You know, we're going to have a lot of haters, guys. We're going to have a lot of haters because, you know, you got Turkish coffee, you got Americano, you got Italian, you got French press, you got all kinds of coffees. And then now the Cuban coffee is about to be exposed to the world. And, you know, people are being like, no, no, this isn't the best coffee I ever had. You know it is. And you got it and you drink it in little increments. Right. So you, like, you, you take a little hit and it's never enough. You, I got I got to get another one. You get addicted to that stuff. You know, it's no longer for breakfast. You're now going to be having Cuban coffee in the morning, afternoon and at night before going to bed. What's that going to do to your culture? French coffee out the door. Americano out the door. Dare I say my people, Colombian coffee. Hey, you know what? Colombian coffee, we'll leave it there as number two. You know what? Colombians make great coffee, and so do the Brazilians. All right? There, I said it. I'm trying to save face here. <laughs> you know what we need? Uh, we need to start, uh, we need to start uh, branding certain things in, uh, in Miami now that Messi is here and soccer is a thing. So, for example, you know how when you, when you, play, when you see a soccer game, you know how soccer players are always, like, faking their injuries, and it's always like in slow motion. It's like some guy just like taps him in the shoulder with his elbow, and he's like, ah! And they always got to play it in slow motion to overemphasize how much this guy's faking it. I think 1-800-411-PAIN should start sponsoring soccer games. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. You know the people of Miami love faking an injury to get a quick check. And of course... You know, attorney services, quote unquote, like 411 pain, they're not going to tell you to fake an injury, but they can wink, wink at you for it. Here's a video of Messi getting injured because some guy uh, brushed his hair the wrong way as he was trying to headbutt a ball. Ah, 1 800 411 pain. <laughs> if you get injured in a soccer match, and you want a million dollars immediately, you better go out there and call 411 Pain. No longer just for crashes on, on the expressway. Now even in your local soccer field. <laughs> hey, JP. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I think, I think that's what we should do. We should start some sort of sponsorship, some sort of branding, some sort of theme to really start pushing our soccer team out there. Another example would be, you know, Messi being Argentinian should do a video reviewing steakhouses. You should know steak out of all the cultures the most, in my opinion. So why don't you go to the Salt Bay's restaurant and start reviewing the food there? And be like, I don't care what kind of salt you're sprinkling on this. This just isn't Argentinian enough for me. Where are you from? Where are you from? <laughs> you know why Salt Bay is, is accepted? As some, where's that guy from? Bulgaria or something like that? Crete? Some of the, you know, Kazakhstan? That guy, that guy just looks Latino by default. And so he, he's, he's just accepted in our, <laughs> in our city, right? So that's what we should do. We should start theming certain things for our soccer team to gain more popularity. Because let's face it, our other teams, I, I mean, you know, if, if you look at Lone Depot Park, no one supports the Marlins as much as the, uh, the other team that's playing. That's why they call it Lone Depot Park, because the other team borrows the stadium. All right? If the Chicago Cubs play, that's Chicago 
That's the Chicago Cubs stadium. If the New York Mets play, that's the Mets stadium. Lone Depot. We out here borrowing. People are out here borrowing our stadium because we don't care about the Marlins. Those guys are out there playing their ass off. And we, we mm-mm, nah, man, not, I'm not interested. And the only way we ever support the Heat is if we're close to the playoffs. That's it. Once you start off, all the games you got to play, we're not impressed. We're not supporting. Oh, wait a second. They made it to the playoffs. Yay! Go Heat! We fans. All right. Oh, they didn't make it. Man, I'm going to sell my jersey on eBay. Oh, yeah, so shout-out to all the people coming to Miami now that you know we blowing up. Um, you know, I feel bad for all the golfers out there that lost their, their properties, and now we're gentrifying it, and we're putting a, a stadium on there. Hey, shout-out to my boy Robert over on the chat for buying a badge. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate it. Robert, thank you so much, man. All right, so uh, let's wind it down. Let's get into the let's get into the ads uh, this week. By the way, man, um, unfortunately, last minute, our Sunday night show was uh, temporarily paused over at the Tipsy Flamingo because you know downtown Miami has been you know weird when it comes to. Mom and pop businesses in the area. I'm not going to get into the details of it, but I did make a sketch out of it. So, unfortunately, the Tipsy Flamingo had to shut its doors temporarily, and we quickly moved the show over to the Red Bar in Brickell, which is about, you know, five, ten-minute drive from there, depending if the bridge is up or not. Uh, so, we did a last-minute show at Red Bar, and I, I can't thank the Miami comedy community enough for pulling up and supporting and showing up last minute. The place was packed. Uh, thank you so much uh, to all the people out there. If you're listening to this, that was awesome. Um, so we are in talks of possibly temporarily moving the comedy show Sunday nights over to the Red Bar. But let's just get over to the ad so you guys know what shows we've got coming up. So um, Mondays, we are at Thank You Miami and the Red Bar. All right, Red Bar's at 8, Thank You Miami at 9. Tuesdays, we've got two shows now. Dom's at 9 o'clock and El Salon inside, El Salon, sorry, I got to say it in Spanish, El Salon in Esme Hotel. Those shows are both at 9 o'clock. And Wednesday night, a brand new comedy show. Oh, I'm excited for this one. Brand new comedy show Wednesday night. Uh, SLS is always a hit. You can't go wrong. Popular. All the seats fill up. And then right after that, uh, you can go over to Doral. And then you'll be able to see our brand new comedy show at the DC Pie Co., which is the same owners of Dom's. The same people that brought you Dom's Brickle Comedy Night is now doing DC Pie Co. Um, so DC Pie Co. That's Wednesday, 9 o'clock, both shows. Thursday, we're at Aficionados in Brickle. Friday, Thank You, Miami. Saturday, Extra Virgin Bistro inside of the Berkeley Shore Hotel in Miami Beach. And then Sunday, Tipsy Flamingo temporarily inside the Red Bar. 8 o'clock. All right, there you go. All right, look, I'm already getting demands on the chat. Keep the show going, boss. I'm going. All right, you guys give me some topics. What do you guys think about the messy mania uh, pulling up? I think soccer players have the best uh, haircuts. There you go. There's something right off the top. The best haircuts, the best haircuts for men are owned by essentially all the soccer players. Like, if you look at a photo 
of a of a team of soccer players. You could put that up at a barbershop and be like, give me that guy. Give me number 12, and it'll be a soccer player. You know, with like a cow lick and the, and the sides shaved with a lightning bolt and be like, that guy looks amazing. Why? How do soccer players end up be looking so fresh in the field, man? Oh, it's upsetting how good looking they are with their calves. Huh? And their facial hair. They're out, they're out there like athletic rock stars, man. And that's one thing I like about soccer. It's, it's not so fast-paced. It's fast-paced in some moments, but for the most part, they're out there just kicking the ball, looking good on the field. It could be 0-0 for like two hours straight, and you just be like, God, I got to up my look, man. This guy's beard brings mine to shame. I can't even grow a beard. This guy's making me self-conscious. Right? And let me tell you, the only reason girls watch soccer is to see those guys. Okay? They don't care about where the ball's going. They don't care about what team is playing who. They just want to look at those guys. Of course she's going to wear the jersey next to you because she doesn't want you to know. But that's the reason. Most soccer players are very good-looking guys. As a straight guy, I'm letting you know. I'm not fooled. <laughs> mm. I know David Beckham is one of the most attractive men that women look at. Messi's up next, right? All right, so uh, <laughs> let's wind it down, shall we? Uh, I really believe that Miami is about to get a culture shock, and the culture shock is going to go uh, right back out there into the world. People are starting to realize how awesome Miami is as a city, also how behind it is as a culture. All right? That's just my opinion. I'm just saying. And I think this is a good thing. I really believe that this soccer team is going to be, and it's going to make Miami look so good, man. I'm excited. I'm actually uh, looking forward to being a fan of Inter-Miami CF uh, because of my history in soccer and how much I like it. Uh, the World Cup coming to Miami would be absolutely amazing. I really believe Miami is going to win it. Uh, and then as soon as Miami wins it, we better pack our bags because we are going to Homestead and Everglades, baby. Miami's the next Dubai. All right, they're going to be building bigger buildings over in, uh, in the Brickell area, pushing that land down into the water, and then it's going to be Atlantis, then everyone's going to be riding jet skis, and then the homeowners are going to be riding their yachts. Okay, and then we're going to be in Homestead, uh, living off a of homestead efficiency next to a horse stable somewhere. But you know what, man? That's life. We chose the Miami life. All right? The Miami life didn't choose us. We are staying. All right? But we're just going to be in the outskirts looking in. It's like, oh, I remember back in the day I used to live in the mainland. Now it's just celebrities and OnlyFans models. Say la vie. I, so someone in the chat says, you should get a soccer haircut. I do. So uh, if you look closely, you got to have the side. So... One of the essentials for a soccer haircut is it's got to look normal in one way, but then when you look at it at an angle, it's not as normal. It's not as cliche. So you see how I got it, like, faded out here? But then in the back, I've got, like, this uh, almost mullet rat tail coming out. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going for the soccer look. I think it's going to help me uh, develop my Miami fuckboy theme and branding. <laughs> and, I hey, you know who knows? I might even jump into a, a, a soccer uh, league somewhere here locally. Okay? I might even jump in and start playing with the kids. I'll play with the kids. I don't give a, I'll, make a, I'll make a YouTube video out of that. All right? 
So, uh, yeah, so that is the Miami Comedy Podcast. Thank you all very much for tuning in. In case you guys don't know, we have a brand new Miami Comedy Podcast channel. It's at Miami Comedy Podcast. All right, very easy to remember. Subscribe to the podcast. Follow the accounts. If you guys want to participate in these conversations, you are the guest. All right, just put it in the ch- on the chat. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitter. We're on Twitch and Instagram. TikTok coming soon. I just got to get 10K followers or some weird thing like that in order to stream there. I don't know. But uh, this is what we do. We just live stream and just talk shit. And so I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please, once again, like and subscribe. I'll see you guys on the next one. Bye.